Let's begin with a drum set. Listen for an explosive live sound. The snare should be crisp and the cymbals should ring. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is now 8 o'clock on the... Just do it now. Yeah, just... Uh, 8 o'clock on the dot. It's actually pretty interesting. And you know what, Monica? Can you unplug that battery pack? Because that thing is mad loud right now. 
Um, good morning, all of you wonderful people. It is Tuesday. Uh, it's the day after Valentine's Day. I damn near said Thanksgiving. Um, we hope that you are all blessed, having a good day, a positive day, a fun day. We, um, we had some fun yesterday. And I realized something. I ate so many, like, huh? Yeah, that's you. That's you, yeah. Um, I ate so many treats and drank so much, like, sweet stuff and the 20 below and then the black squirrel and mocha this and latte that with drizzled cream on this and chocolate syrup on that, that when the show was over and I got home, I was mad wired. I was just lunatic wired yesterday and as a result of being lunatic wired I got a lot done um and that makes for a good show today but enough about me monica how are you i'm great i'm tired tired yeah tired of what hi og saucer main the energy balls are wearing down <laughs> oh yeah that's right yeah we had energy balls yeah yesterday. because yeah just the coffee and the energy bars. Like I went to get gas afterwards. Yeah. And my hands were like shaking. I didn't even know where like what I was doing, but yeah. right. They were good though. And I didn't eat yeah. any like real food until yeah, like so five it was just yesterday. That, you know. Yeah. All I had in my stomach was coffee, mm -hmm. mocha, latte, cappuccino, sugar, whipped cream, mm -hmm. and donuts. Yeah. That was it. And not a bad Monday. Ball, <laughs> yeah, an energy ball. Not a bad Monday, but um, not very good for my diet. How are all of you beautiful people doing today? I hope that you're all doing good. You look good. You, I know you feel good. Right now, you're either one of three places. You're either driving to work or you're at your office, home office, or perhaps you're at home and you are, I know where you are. I know exactly where you are. You're in your bathroom with the... You got the pink rug with the gerbils on it. And you are right now probably applying makeup in your vanity with the little globe lights and everything like that. Oh, see? Told you. Aha! How did I know you were there? Anyway, uh, we got news for you guys today. We got all the great stuff. The time is 8.03 a.m. But here's how we're going to start this off. We're going to start off with... Um, some brand new news that just came across the wire and I would like to read it to you guys. And I've got a couple more things that are not good, but we'll talk about, you want good news or bad news? Monica, what do you want? Bad news first or good news? Bad news. Bad news? I like that. I like that. All right, so here is the bad news. And as, as a matter of fact, I'll just classify it as um, unfortunate news, unfortunately. Um, yeah, don't, don't break a news this. No, this is not good to highlight. Uh, unfortunately, it has come to my attention that uh, Oswego Board of Education President, uh, Dr. Donna Marino, has unfortunately stepped down and resigned. Um, and this is from our friends of the uh, Kendall County DCC Democratic Central Committee. Uh, this is very unfortunate. Donna Marino uh, brought a unique lens through which to engage with the work of the Board of Education and moving the district uh, forward. As a mental health expert, her skill set provided a critical perspective for the district during a time when students, faculty, and staff are experiencing unprecedented levels of stress and trauma brought on by nearly two years of navigating a global pandemic. The statement uh, reads as follows, quote, we are disheartened to learn the Board of Education President of Oswego School District 308, Dr. Donna Marino has resigned and we are infuriated by the vitriol vitriol and threats of harm made against her and her family which prompted her resignation now you know just last week and kind of the week before we spoke about the um saint charles library incident they have since reopened um it continues quote the level of hostility towards dr donna marino from the community is beyond reprehensible um hate has no place in public education at any level and cannot be condoned uh, in its strategic plan, District 308 seeks to create a safe, nurturing, and inclusive environment for student learning and to build community partnerships, work that the Board of Education plays a role in. However, when the level of animosity is such that police presence 
and extra distance is required at board meetings? Such was as necessary on February 10th and forces the president of the board to resign over concerns for her safety. It creates an environment that is counterproductive to the goals set by the district and the board, in addition to setting a poor example for our youth. We are grateful to Dr. Donna Marino for her service to the community as president. We wish her well and wish new president Latanya Simulton, Simulton, excuse me, in the uh, and the Board of Education the best of luck moving forward. The time is 8.06 a.m. That is sad, terrible news. Um, now, this follows a trend. It actually follows a trend. It's it's unfortunately it's been nationwide, but even worse. Uh, it seems to be taking root on a more local basis in our communities. I highlight um, Algonquin School District. It, it escapes me at the moment. I highlight Geneva School District. Uh, and I highlight Indian Plains School District 204. Uh, we don't like to see this kind of thing. This is very sad. Uh, threats against our educators. That is not the kind of energy to be having at a school board meeting. Uh, the time is 8.07. All right. Minerva, good morning to you, dear friend. Ben Geller, you are mad loud. Thank you. Um, Sally Bice, good morning to you, dear friend. Sorry I missed you yesterday. I had planned to say hi in person. Sally, it would have been really nice to see you. But I'll tell you this, Sally, stay tuned. It'll happen again. Don't even worry. You, oh, yeah. It'll happen again. Before you know it, like, wow, I'm here at location X doing thing Y. It will. Okay, um, and also Josue Pais, good morning to you. Saul Olivas Ortiz, good morning to you as well. She was a very qualified individual. Uh, I don't know about the rest of you, but I, I can recall a time um, when the school board meetings were the most boring thing in the world to ever be at. There was nothing going on. Uh, and it's very sad that it's now become the absolute opposite, opposite, excuse me, in a negative fashion. Okay, Black History Month continues uh, in a virtual fashion with our friends of the Neighbor Project coming up next on the 19th. The next website or a website, you know, scratch me. Oh my. Ah, the next webinar will be, <laughs> excuse me, 19th from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Establishing Savings and a Spending Plan. That'll be presented by our dear friend and colleague, Jaria Donaldson, Director of Housing, Counseling, and Group Education. The next after that will be the 26th from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Renting versus Home Buying. This series is for anyone wanting to set and meet their financial goals and designed to help you assess your current financial situation and determine goals for the future. Um, Monica yesterday and myself and my dear friend Michelle, boy, we had a good time. And amongst the things that we talked about, which we will highlight a little bit later in the show, was uh, the question of the day was, what does Valentine's Day mean to you? You guys remember now I shared about my mom. I shared what it meant to me. Uh, did you call your mom yesterday? It wasn't necessarily homework, but you will get a D mentally if you did not. All right, breaking news today. Uh, billionaire Ken Griffin donated $20 million to Aurora Mayor Richard Urban's GOP primary campaign for governor of Illinois, uh, making his support official. Griffin has said he will spend millions to defeat Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker, also a billionaire. But first, Urban has to win the June Illinois primary. Mayor Urban is one of five Republicans in the race. His challenge is to chart a course to get backing from voters in the Trump wing of the party while remaining centrist enough to compete in the November election against Prisker if he is the nominee in mid-January. Uh, Governor Prisker donated $90 million to his campaign fund with some of the money already funneled to other Democratic organizations in the state. Uh, Mr. Griffin met with, Ms. with Mayor Irvin for the first time last week. And this is a great article in the Chicago Sun-Times, the link of which I have, and I will post it in the chat for you. Crime has emerged as a major issue, excuse me, as a major urban issue with Chicago grappling with chronic gun violence. It is the subject of an urban campaign ad released just last week on Friday. Part of his strategy to portray Governor Pritzker as soft on crime, to appeal to the GOP base vote with a law and order theme. A group of political operatives associated with Griffin helped orchestrate Irvin's candidacy. The time is 
11. Okay. So, we got a couple things to talk about, and let's talk about the west side of Aurora. Um, as I told you just last week, the there is a new Riverbank um, unit of townhomes and apartments being built uh, on the west side. 160 units, $53.8 million would be the price of the complex, which would include 140 rental units and 20 townhouses. That is the complete breakdown. It'd be built on 3.3 acres the city owns along the waterfront, just to the south of the new pedestrian bridge con uh, excuse me, connecting both sides of the river. The article continues. Uh, according to Mr. Depot, the windfall development taken with the 246-unit DAC development apartment project just across the Fox River on the east side represents about 400 oh, housing units. Whoa, my own voice is loud as heck. Thank you very much. Uh, represents about 400 housing units downtown. He pointed out that a study done by the city anticipates about, quote, 200 units a year for the next five years being built downtown. That is a lot of building. Wait, how much? 200 units a year for the next five years. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot of new housing. So for those who are saying we need more housing, it looks like their prayers have been answered. But one of the good right? uh, apartments, well... Here's the thing. Jordan Eichelberger. Hit the claps for Jordan Eichelberger, please, my dear friend. Good morning. Young brother. Can't stay for long, but what's up, my young brother? Good to see you, Jordan Eichelberger. Jordan Eichelberger is a dear friend of mine, and we used to ride the 627 AM Metro train, boy, from A-Town all the way to downtown Chicago Union Station every day. And sometimes we would ride, if we were on the same train, we'd even enjoy a tall can of the champagne of beers middle high life on the way back but that's another story it's too early to be talking about that the time is 8 13. um anyway to your question monica it doesn't say that it doesn't say if there'll be apartments or townhouses it just says units so uh but one of the questions we had was will they be affordable housing units and it does not say that they would be uh, this article continues. The apartments are the first major housing units along that section of the West River Bank and signal the start of an area city officials believe will become its own sort of residential neighborhood. Uh, the city owns about another six acres along the riverfront between the proposed development and the Hollywood Casino entrance. Yikes. Uh, the developer is Windfall Group LLC, the same company developing Pacifica Square Shopping Center on the city's far east side. City officials told Alderman uh, that Windfall has the financial ability to do the deal. That has been success. Excuse me. That it has been successful in developing Pacifica Square, and that owner Eddie Neat has shown flexibility in dealing with the city in the past. Now, because a lot of our listeners like numbers, let's get into some numbers. Uh, according to Martin Lyons, the city's former finance director, hi Marty, who now serves as a consultant on the redevelopment agreement, uh, the redevelopment agreement with Windfall would serve as a quote, template, close quote, for the next incentive the city might agree to for more residential development along the area, river, excuse me. In the Windfall agreement, the city would pay about $6.6 .6 million in construction costs, which would not be needed until May of 2023, as well as deed, the 3.3 acre site, you can bring us on to, to windfall, a value of about $2 million. Uh, the overall agreement would have the city footing the bill for about 12% of the value of the development with windfall paying 13% of it with direct equity of its own and the remaining 75% with a loan windfall would take out. The city would likely pass bonds for the $6.6 .6 million, which it would pay back with money raised by a tax increment financing district on the property. Did you catch that? Let's rewind it for him, just in case. The city would likely pass bonds for the $6.6 .6 million, which it would pay back with money raised by a tax increment financing district on the property. TIF. There already is a TIF district, uh, TIF district number five on that land that is set to expire before the bonds be paid off, which means the city would then establish a micro TIF district 
just on the property itself that would last until the bonds are paid off. That means the micro TIF district would last about 20 years instead of the usual 23 years. Wow. Very interesting. Monica, what do you think about so that? So they're going to be expensive? Yes, they will be expensive. <laughs> well, it doesn't say how much the cost will be per unit, like if you want to uh, rent or purchase. Um, but I see them as being expensive. Yeah, I, you know, it's going to be uh, luxury living right there next to Jake's Bagels. You're going to see the river. Well, you're hopefully gonna see they have like that. a balcony. Right. <laughs> hopefully they do. Yeah. So you can sit, you know, right. and relax. If they have a balcony, barbecue. I will be very upset. Like, that would be super what? whack. Yeah. Like, like just all this money. the river and I don't even, I can't even go outside and like, you know, enjoy the morning. Right. You're going to want a barbecue um, right. and all that good stuff. So, because I used to live downtown and I didn't have a balcony. And it was whack looking back yeah. like, damn, I can't barbecue or nothing. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, now we do have information about the 2022 events. If you guys missed last Friday's uh, great interview, and I don't know why in the hell you would have, we interviewed Arella Swan or had her on to on the show here. And we talked about a lot of the initiatives that Aurora Downtown has going on. They're great. They're positive. And hello, Jay. Good to see you, brother. Uh, they're great. They're positive. And Aurora Downtown has a lot of cool things going on. One of the things that I personally am interested in will be the uh, two movie series that are going on. One is going to be the movies at Monday Park, which is adjacent to the venue. The second will be uh, the outdoor movies playing at the Fire Museum in that back parking lot, the back side of which has just a huge brick wall. They uh, have a projector screen. It comes down. Folks sit in the parking lot right there and you watch movies. Uh, a couple times last year over the summer, I saw that they did a little bit of food out there. Um, some kind of, I think they had a couple of food trucks or something like that. Uh, looked really good. Tents and all that kind of stuff. So stay tuned for that. Okay. But let's talk about what is coming up. So uh, Art and Market Aurora will be back at Society 57 for six Saturdays. Uh, shop local vendors, 9 a.m. to noon, second and fourth Saturdays. Uh, it has begun. It's an indoor market. And it also comes back in the fall on the second and third Saturdays of November and December. Uh, egg hunt on the island will return. Do you ever have you ever um, have you ever done uh, any Easter egg hunting? Not here. Okay. Um, egg hunt on the island is going to return for an in-person event. That's going to be from one to three p.m. Saturday, April 9th. Go on an egg scavenger hunt via Stolp Island. How cool! Uh, take free photos with the Easter Bunny and Bunny at the gazebo from one to three p.m. at Millennium Plaza on Stolp Avenue. Wait, I lied because uh -huh. Aurora University had a Easter egg hunt, and then they had like these golden eggs, uh -huh. and inside those golden eggs, egg. they were paying tuition for one year. Damn. Yes. Did you get the egg? No. Damn, salty. But there was like I think four golden eggs with that tuition. Yeah. Damn, what a that's oh, yeah. a hookup. Oh yeah. It was, yeah. So shout out to Aurora University. They had an Easter egg hunt. Shout out to AU. Mm -hmm. If you're doing that again, let us know. We'll let be out there know. to catch that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, catch a winner. Like, come mm -hmm. on, zoom in. Yeah. Um, it's pretty fun. Okay. One of the things that I've done here in downtown Aurora, my son and I, we went to the um once upon a time, they had Easter egg hunting on and around the building that now houses Mora, um, which used to be Culture Stock. There used to be in that Water Street Mall back there, that up the sidewalks a little bit and inside of what is now the Skinny Park, there used to be Easter egg hunting there. Uh, tons of kids came out. My son and I went out there. Uh, it was pretty cool and they had a lot of activities and things like that. Uh, that was once upon a time because uh, again, there used to be Culture Stock and that structure used to be open. Um, and you could go in there at the same time. So it wasn't just an outdoor thing. It was mixed uh, with inside stuff that was actually pretty cool. Uh, before we get to the commercials and the news, the last thing I want to tell you guys about real quick is Aurora Downtown's Food Truck Festival returning to Benton Street, 5 to 9 p.m. Friday, May 6. Food trucks will line the streets during First Fridays. The event was on hiatus the last two years due to the pandemic. Harvey's Firebox is a personal friend of mine and our show. If you ever go out there and see them, try the chicken sandwich with fries, you will not be disappointed. And anybody you see out there, we pretty much know and we love them all. Grumpy Gaucho, all y'all, you know, come. Uh, I see you. 
So congratulations to get ready for some good food. Uh, the time is 821. Monica, if you'd be so kind, can you take us to a commercial? Hit us with some joints and bring us back, please. All right. Uh-oh. She got all... Y'all can't see it. She got two dual laptops. Let's see. All right. Good morning, everyone. Here are your local headlines. Real news, real people, real stories, 100% Aurora. Don't forget to please subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date on all of our content. There you can also watch all of our interviews and receive notifications when we go live. Aurora Downtown is celebrating Black History Month via Zoom <laughs> on Tuesday, February 2nd at 10 a.m. for a talk with Kathy Gaddis on how to be an ally. Ms. Gaddis is the Executive Director of Study Circles Aurora, and she was invited to give this special talk to Aurora Downtown business owners and staff. Don't forget, Wabansi Community College has a great lineup of events for Black History Month as well. All events are informative, well done, and very entertaining. These events are open to the public and I'll be sharing a calendar link with you all in our chat. Yes. Monday the 28th, the Office of State Representative Barbara Hernandez is hosting the next Social Justice Committee meeting. This will be from 5 to 6 p.m. via Zoom. Representative Hernandez will be joined by the Illinois Alliance for Reentry and Justice, who will, who will be leading a conversation on improving social determinants of health from the perspective that healthy people equal healthy communities. Oh, what if, a novel idea. Right. If you are interested in attending, please <clears throat> register beforehand, and I'll be sharing that link with you all in our chat. Hit them with one more. We got one more joint. The Fox River Arts Ramble will be Saturday, June 11th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. This is a cooperative program by Fine Line Creative Arts Center and other partners. Come see the art that exists throughout the Fox River Valley. And the registration... <laughs> <laughs> Monica can't even talk, y'all. Sip it up for Monica. Yeah, she was. She was. Monica, Monica was doing all right. Yeah. And then I'll be sharing that registration link with you all in our chat. Okay. All right. All right. I also saw that on that, like, the skinny part that you said. Yeah. There's like art there. Yeah, they got art on the walls yeah. now, lining both sides. Mm -hmm. um, and some actually, some really good art. So a friend mm -hmm. of ours who shall, who shall at the moment remain anonymous. Not the word of the day, but remain anonymous because he is an artist. Uh, he took your boy on a tour of a couple of the buildings surrounding that great Skinny Park. It needs a better name than Skinny Park. Yeah. Uh, but lots of cool things are taking place there. And I can remember, and a lot of you people, Sally Bice, you might remember. Tracy Durant, you might remember. Bianca Camargo is here. Good morning to you, Judge. What's happening? Um, Norma Peterson's here. Good morning to you. And Vanessa Rodriguez Aguirre. Good morning to you as well. Um, a lot of you guys may remember that little miscellaneous stretch of park that's now called the Skinny Park. That used to be nothing but just Broken glass, empty bottles, no grass. Remember that? You guys remember? It used to just be a stretch of just nothingness, just like what has now become Mundy Park. The area that's outside of the venue that has that little bit of a, um, uh, that little rock seating or whatever it is. All of that, yeah, not that long ago. It used Mundy to just be Park's nothing. Like, Mundy Park is Mundy Park um, like associated with the venue? Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's it's its own separate thing. It had its own ribbon cutting. It had its own dedication, but it is associated with river with the uh, excuse me uh, venue. Okay. Yes, it is. Yep. All right, uh, got some more interesting information that I told you guys about briefly last week. And I want to say good morning to Tracy Duran uh, for bringing this to our attention. The time is now eight twenty-five a.m. Um, you guys like my shirt? What do you think? Ain't nobody saying nothing. Uh, <laughs> damn, we got quiet as hell. Well, that was so funny. Check it out, you guys. I feel like Superman today. Uh, but once again, the Hobbs Building, located at the intersection of Galena and River Street right downtown, the Hobbs Building in downtown Aurora has now officially been designated as a, quote, historic place, close, quote, 
The 128-year-old building at River and Galena has plenty to recommend its distinctive status and it now has this new historical badge of honor. It is listed on the National Register of Historic Places, one of 15 places throughout Illinois, added to the register just last year. The Illinois Department of Natural Resources sent out a press release uh, detailing each of the state's properties listed on the National Register during the past year. Jen Mendoza, good morning to you. Sally Bice, thank you. See, Sally Bice like my shirt. And Norma Peterson remembers. All of you guys, a lot of you guys remember that. The skinny park and the uh, venue, what it or uh, Monday Park, what it used to be. Anyway, uh, any property added to the register by the U.S. Park Service had to be recommended by the State Historic Preservation Office, a division of the Department of Natural Resources. Very interesting. Uh, and the company redeveloping the Hobbs, J.H. Partners Real Estate, J.H. Real Estate Partners, uh, is owned by J. Punukolu and our friend Harish. Uh, long ago, they applied for that status. The National Register of Historic Places is the official list of properties that merit special attention and preservation. Every Illinois county has at least one property or historic district listed in the register. I did not know that. I did not know that. That's a Jeopardy question. Right? Think about it. You got like this the eighty thousand dollar question. Does yes or no, does Illinois have one property, a historic registry in every county? The answer is yes. Uh, collectively, they represent a cross section of Illinois history from its early settlement to the mid twentieth century. In general, properties must be more than fifty years old to be eligible for listing on the National Register of Historic Places. A listing imposes no obligations on private property owners but does make properties eligible for some financial incentives y'all lighten it up on instagram today good morning to all of you grammars out there so you're on instagram and you're also tuning in here on facebook we love you very very much monica what do you think about that being added to the uh, illinois registry of historic places i think that's pretty cool it puts aurora and you know in the spotlight right mm -hmm. it does i think it's pretty cool Puts us in the spotlight, makes us even more dope than we were. Oh, let me, even more great for those of you guys like, what does that mean, dope? I, <laughs> every now and then we use slang on this show. Uh, okay, Janina Tuante, good morning to you. And Josie Mendoza-Geller is here. I'm so glad to see you, Josie. You are an absolutely great person. Josie and Ben Geller joined us yesterday at Java Plus. It was really good to see them. They are dear friends of the show and author Cindy Urban Huff, whose post I will repost today on our Facebook page, I promise you, uh, was also there as well. She is a romance author of Christian fiction, dealing with today's social issues. Absolutely wonderful stuff. The time is 8.29 a.m. Monica, I don't know what's wrong with the world that we live in. But it seems like it seems like we it seems like we're almost on the verge of something great. That's just kind of how I feel. I feel like I feel like it's soup, right? It's bubbling. You know? I feel optimistic. I feel emboldened. I feel impassioned. And I feel very, I'm looking forward to the rest of this year, spring and summertime. What about you? I definitely am too. Okay. Yeah, just, I mean, I'm graduating, so, you know. Oh, shit, yeah. I gotta <laughs> get you my go. life together and actually have, you know, a, 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 a plan. A plan, yep, a plan. So, um, so yeah. Oh, that reminds <laughs> me, um, that reminds me as well. Uh, shout out to, um, there's some great, uh, there's some great West Aurora High School students actually um and i want to say good morning to mrs hazelton of west aurora school district 129 shout out to all the great students in her class many of which are friends the followers of good morning aurora so we shout you guys out in all of your creativity and i've seen some great things on instagram i will continue hitting that like button for all that you do shout out to the west aurora school district 129 and the sd SD Fine Arts 129. I believe that's what it is. They have an Instagram page. Please go check them out. They're great, young, wonderful people. Nora Peterson says, I have always loved that building. It warms my heart to see this happen. Uh, Alicia Mendoza Medina Ramos, good morning to you as well. Tracy Duran says, makes me happy they are actually saving a building instead of letting it rot away and fall apart, then deem, well, I guess we now have to tear it down. Let's build a parking garage. 
All and all the names that go that you don't know what is God's solution. They pay paradise to put in a parking lot. Y'all know that song, right? No? Okay, that's why nobody's clapping. Well, I tried. <laughs> um, but yes, so here's the thing now. And I'd like you listeners to give us this in the chat today. Here is the question of the day. Bianca Camargo, we'd like an answer. Dan Barrero, if you're here, we'd like an answer. Tracy Duran, I'd love an answer. But here's the question of the day. Um, the Hobbs Building at Galena and River will be, uh, it's proposed to be apartments on top with some retail on the side and a restaurant at its zenith. The word of the day is zenith. Uh, a restaurant at its zenith. What should that restaurant be? Ladies and gentlemen, let us know in the chat. The time is now 8.31 a.m. If and when a restaurant comes to the Hops building right down there at that very front corner uh, where they want it to be with dining and seating on the side, what kind of restaurant would you like to see there? Please put that in the chat and we would love to highlight that. I personally, I'll start it off. Here's what I want to see. I want to see an Italian restaurant. Carl Franco, what up? I want to see an Italian restaurant. I'm not talking Olive Garden. I want to see a name I can't pronounce. I want to see something absolutely wonderful there. I want huge bowls of pasta fagiole or perhaps minestrone soup as I sit out there and relax. Uh, Monica, Tracy, ooh, was that your stomach or mine? Your stomach? Okay. <laughs> See, we're your favorite morning news team. We know each other so well that if I hear a growl and it's not me, I know whose stomach is growling. <laughs> Monica, take me to a commercial. I, I, oh, Coyote Duran. He says Thai food. Thank you, dear sir. Sally Bice remembers that song. Jennifer Ryan Mayton is here. Hit the claps for Jennifer Ryan Mayton and her whole family. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Locally owned, reasonably priced. A nice vegan spot, Jen Mendoza. Thank you very much. Fontina's Italian Kitchen out of Naperville is a great option. Hey, a second location. Sally, I can dig it. I can, I can dig it. Okay, but I actually has, actually has. Oh my God. What kind of ghetto language is, actually has. What the? <laughs> oh God. Scratch me up. <laughs> oh. Good morning, Compton. Okay, uh, I actually have, have, <laughs> I actually has. Um, all right, I actually have um, some new breaking news for you guys. I have two pieces of breaking news. Hit us with it, Monica. We has news. <laughs> Okay, uh, check it out. A free hiring and job readiness event. That's what's happening. The Kane, DuPage, and Kendall County Sheriff's offices are putting this together. This is in conjunction with the AP, uh, excuse me, the Aurora Public Library, Invest Aurora, and the Aurora Regional Chamber of Commerce. This will be taking place at the library downtown, Santori Branch, 101 South River Street, April 19th, uh, from 4 to 7 p.m. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, damn, Kurt. That's two months away. Well, I'm telling you now, because I don't want to hear no, oh, I didn't know there was a hiring event going on. Well, hey, it's because you're not tuning in, baby. You got to tune in to Good Morning Aurora. Many employers are scheduled to attend. Some of them, Girl Scouts of Northern Illinois, International Paper, PepsiCo, Manufacturing Careers Internship Program, better known as MCIP, MTH Pump, Dark Container, Carl Buddig, and AmeriCorps. Now I can tell you, from personal experience, that eh, in the vein of joining the Navy, in the same vein as being a Rotarian, but not in the same vein, perhaps the same capillary. Um, I'm a member of AmeriCorps, and you can do fantastic things with AmeriCorps. So I encourage anybody to join AmeriCorps. Your skills, your talent, your hard work, and your care and compassion for the rest of humanity is always needed. Join AmeriCorps. You won't be disappointed. Anyway, I digress. Uh, to register, there is a link to register. And I have the flyer here, so I'm not going to have Monica type out this huge 
uh, link and all that. What I'm going to do is make a post about it a little bit later on. You guys can check it out. Special thank you to our partners of Quad County African American Chamber of Commerce, Talented 10 Social Services, the Aurora Regional Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, and a personal friend of the show, Judy Dawson, Administrator of the Kane County Sheriff's Office. The time is 8.36 a.m. Now, here's another cool thing happening. And I'd like to think that it was, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't my idea. I can't, I'm not going to take credit for this. But I did sprinkle. I did, I did lightly dust the brains of many people with this kind of thing. Pints and petitions. Doesn't that sound cool? Saturday, February 26th from 5.30 to 7 p.m. at McCarty Mills, 140 South River Street. Join State Representative Barbara Hernandez at McCarty Mills Tap Room for a pint and sign her petition to get her back on the ballot. That is word up. Now, you can learn more about this at friendsofbarbarahernandez at gmail.com. But as you know on this show, we are civic-minded. We are. We want you and everybody to do what you can to help humanity and play your role in our local community, that means local government and civics. You should be voting. You should be getting involved. You should be attending city council meetings or at least watching. And what you should also be doing is learning and educating yourself on anything, tangible or otherwise, that can help move the ball forward for ourselves as a community. One of the great ways to do that is by volunteering. One of the best places to ever volunteer in the world is the Neighbor Project, located at 32 South Broadway. With the Neighbor Project, you can learn skills, you can help out humanity, and you can also take charge of helping new entrants into our country through world relief, get situated, and enjoy the American experience. The time is 8.37. I feel like I talk a lot. Do I talk a lot? Not really. Okay, thank you very much, Monica. See, you know what? Clap for you. That was the best Shout out to the greatest intern ever. Okay, now there's a pet pantry. This is the last piece of news I'm going to give you real quick before I get back to the other topic that I have to tell you guys about. Tomorrow from 10 a.m. to noon is the pet pantry. That's going to take place at Aurora Area Interfaith Food Pantry on Jericho Road. The address escapes me, but it's on Jericho Road. It's right next door to uh, AMVETS Post 103 uh, as well. So pet pantry. Go out there, support it, shout it out, and uh, you heard about it here on Good Morning Aurora. And also, I forgot to mention before Monica brings us back on camera that uh, baristas, Java Plus is hiring for baristas. Message them or stop in for an application if you're interested in becoming a barista. Let them know you heard about it here on Good Morning Aurora. That might not get you a job, but it'll definitely stand you in good stead. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Let's talk about let's talk about some more good city of Aurora stuff that's going on uh, here. I'm going to bring this up to you guys. It's absolutely crazy. All right. Uh, the city of Aurora is continuing work to develop a portal on the website to make information and data available to the public. The project started in September of last year. It's under the consultation of Crow LLP, uh, which is based in Chicago. Susanna Hetker of Crow said recently that the project is moving into the next phase. She told Alderman recently that the city has the technology already to go live with the portal, but needs to develop the rules and decision-making involved. We talked about this last week in regards to the FOIA process. FOIA is an acronym which stands for Freedom of Information Act. <clears throat> Quote, this was time to pause, take a step back, and decide the cohesive strategy for what data to put on, close quote. That involves everything from meetings among employees in all departments in City Hall, meetings with organizations throughout the city, and looking at similar or neighboring cities to see what they do. Uh, she also said officials will draft an open data policy that includes long-term goals and eventually develop a standard operating procedure manual. Uh, according to Aurora's Chief Management Officer, Mr. Alex Alexandru, uh, he told Alderman going live is more of an administrative decision than a legislative one. Great choice of words. Alderman made their legislative decision last year when the city council decided to fund the technology and consultant planning necessary. 
Uh, the article continues. One of the things city officials are hoping for is that the portal might help with media and citizens who file FOIA requests. Uh, quote from Alex, it might be a benefit if we can put that open data out there already. It would be easier. I concur. I concur. If it was able, if people were able to just go there and look at what has already been FOIA, that would go a long way to ending the, the, the morass of navigating the FOIA process. Hit them with that one too. Give them two today. Hook them up. We'll hook y'all up. Morass. That's a good word. Um, so I think that that's a very good idea. More information is certainly better than less information. All right. Uh, the time is 841. Holy cow, this day is flying by right now. Flying by. Okay. Uh, Aurora Museum Week. That's coming June 5th through June 11th. Enjoy museums, tours, specials, and activities. Uh, Krista, good morning to you as well. Addie Rubio, what is up? Uh, now, Aurora Museum Week. We have some great museums down here. We have the David L. Pierce Museum, which is right across the street from the GAR uh, Memorial Hall and Museum. The GAR is a fantastic place with a great curator uh, by the name of Eric Pry. There's also a wonderful young lady who is an AU student who is there as well. Her name is Katie. Katie is doing a very good job, but she has taken over all of the duties of uh, social media administration. So anything you see happening on the uh, Facebook page of GAR, is being done by Katie. Shouts out to you, Katie. Katie is an Army veteran. All right. Uh, also, one another great museum is the Aurora Regional Fireplace or um, uh, Fireplace. My bad. The Aurora Regional Fire Museum <laughs> Fireplace. You got people sitting around with no shoes on and shit. Like, oh, let's eat, let's eat mushrooms or uh, marshmallows out here. Um, the Aurora Regional Fire Museum is right downtown, located on Broadway, right across the street from La Quinta. It's a great place. It has a wonderful board. Uh, the executive director is Brian Failing. Good people in there. Uh, movies, movies at the museum is what we were talking about earlier. That's going to be Thursdays in the summer, June 9th, July 14th, and August 11th are the proposed dates that things will be going on there. Movies at Monday Park. Uh, June 16th, July 21st, and August 18th. And Wednesdays at the Plaza will return to Millennium Plaza, um, July 13th through August 10th. The free summer concert series starts at 7 p.m. and features popular local and regional musicians of different genres in an open-air setting along the Fox River. Michelle Gums, good morning to you. Julie Marsh May, good morning. Alicia Mendoza, Mendina Ramos, good morning. Scratch him again on the fireplace. Jeez, I know. Y'all so mean to your boy. It was a mistake. That's the kind of thing that happens on live radio. You just mix up your words. Leonardi's was the best. Okay, you guys can do, give us more restaurants that you guys want because that is the question of the day. Any restaurant that you would like to see come into the new development of the Hobbs Building, Galena and River Street downtown. All right. Uh, we bought TVs at Leonardi's. What's Leon? Oh, Leonardi's was a furniture. That was a furniture store, right? Was that Leonardi's? I don't know. Was that an Italian restaurant or a furniture store? I don't think I Italian think restaurants. Yeah, they don't. Italian restaurants don't sell TVs. Not yet, at least. Jim Mendoza used to work for World Relief DuPage Aurora over ten years ago. One of my favorite jobs to date. Yes, I used to. Um, I used to be a volunteer with World Relief here uh, a long time ago. That's actually that's actually how I found Neighbor Project. That was a long time ago. Holy cow! Uh, okay, Tracy Duran, good stuff. Good to see you, Magnavox. Oh, you guys are talking about televisions. I get it with Zenith. Ah, I get it now. Zenith is an old school company. Sally Bice, 1110 Jericho Road. Thank you very much. Need me an ice cream portal. Uh, thank you very much, sir. Michelle, have a wonderful day. Thank you, GMA, for all that you do. We appreciate you, Michelle. We really do. Okay. Uh, yes, ARFM is the best. We have a lot of fun stuff coming up this summer and fall. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. All right, a couple more things. And as I was told, we're not going to get into what starts to take place in the fall because we're not even in springtime yet. So we'll, we'll leave the fall stuff for later. All right. Uh, before it ends here, I told you about Wednesday's the Plaza, July 13th through August 10th. 
downtown block party uh, will return to Stolp Avenue 6 to 10 p.m. Friday, August 5th. The night is a favorite among locals who frequent First Fridays, enjoy music, food, and fun. Uh, yeah, I was hanging out at some of the other ones once upon a time. They were a good time. They were a good time. Uh, so we will see you guys out there. Alley Art Festival will celebrate its 12th year in downtown Aurora this year. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, I want to talk about one more quick thing. Um, as you guys know, this is about recent policies taking place in a health fashion with the uh, COVID-19 measures and requiring masks in school. East and West Aurora and District 204 are still putting up or staying put with the uh, uh, masking measures requiring them in schools. The idea or the proposed ideas are that a mask optional um, version could be seen quickly. However, uh, it has been noted that apparently the masking mandates will end on the 28th of this month. I believe that's what was uh, dictated. So the 28th of this month, we could see it end to all masking. What do you think about that, Monica? I think that, uh, I mean, I think that, I mean, if that's what people want, I feel like maybe it'll happen that we're going to go back to mandating the masks. But if they want to see that and experience the high rises of COVID cases, okay. Right. But I feel like we're going to go back to that mandated face masks again yeah I, people aren't even getting vaccinated so yeah i you know personally i i'm glad you brought that up because because that's what has not changed i mean it's not like there has been a increase in the number of vaccinated it hasn't it's not like people who didn't take it seriously or uh didn't take this pandemic seriously just miraculously started taking it seriously so there has not been a change uh, to Sally Bice's point, I would rather wait for CDC recommendations as well. I totally agree. Um, I am not a person who believes that, um, you know, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a guy who goes to the doctor and a doctor tells me what's wrong. And I say, no, doc, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. No, this isn't tendonitis. I saw on uh, Roland Martin that I actually have you know, a happy hand. This is crazy. So I'd rather wait for the um, proper guidance as well. What I don't want, though, is, like, I, I wouldn't want to see masking get rolled back. Mm -hmm. Nobody has a mask. Oh, we're quote unquote free now. And heaven forbid, I would hate to see in June or July an unprecedented or really sad health issue. Don't want to say a return to a pandemic, but I'd rather, I'd really hate to see a bad health issue having Aurora on a trajectory and then knocking us back down many steps again. Cause that's exactly what happened in 2019. Mm -hmm. That's the whole thing. So yeah, I would be really, really mad. If that, that would happened. seriously, yeah. I'd be, I would be upset. I'll tell you this though. I'm not going to stop wearing a mask and neither will my son you know we uh we take it seriously yeah and since a lot of people have not taken it seriously there is no there is no there's no desire for me to be sick or anybody in my family or yours dear listeners um or anyone's the time is 8 49 uh okay geneva school district 304 uh, has man, or excuse me says that our district will continue to have masks available for individuals entering buildings and will continue to offer those masks to any individual who is not wearing one. However, we will not be asking any of our staff members to enforce strict masking requirements. That is a uh, pretty easy middle of the road statement there and policy. St. Charles District 303 and IPSD 204 also uh, are in the same boat. Okay. Casildo is here. Good morning to you, Casildo. He says he's still wearing a mask. Good to see you, brother. And Larry Gaylord, good morning to you, dear sir. All of you wonderful, fantastic, beautiful people out there. We hope that you're doing good on this great American morning. G-A-M-S, the Great American Morning Show. The time is 8.50 a.m. Monica, before we go, take us to one more brief commercial. And then uh, I'm going to 
give these people my message. Or we shall. Oh, me? The commercial? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, the Neighbor Project is hosting a virtual series of money management programs for Black History Month on many dates in February. This series is for anyone looking to set and meet financial goals. There are three workshops workshops available, a certificate of completion will be awarded to all who complete the workshops. The certificate will also get you a cool gift courtesy of the Neighbor Project. Registration is required for all workshops. And the next two dates are February 19th and the 26th. And I think uh, Curtis told you about this event going on. Yep. Um, awesome. So the Alive Aurora is looking for high school students to apply for the Teen Advisory Board. The main task is to work on programs, events, and build their leadership skills. Alive's TAB is a working board and leadership program. The application deadline is the first week of May of this year. We will onboard new teens, not me and Curtis, but the Alive Aurora. Right. We'll onboard new teens in the summer of 2022, and I'll be sharing that link with you all in our chat. Also, um, the Easter egg hunt that Curtis mentioned is returning on April 9th. Yeah. So get out there, get some eggs, see the Easter bunny, and do all of those fantastic things. And if you do go out there, let me tell you this, take some pics. Take some pics and send them to us. We will shout you out. We'll put you on our Facebook page and we will give you some love for the day. All right. Uh, so got something else to tell you guys about. And this is very important. I highlight, excuse me, I highlighted last week, but I do want to bring it up to you because it's happening this Thursday. Uh, join a Facebook live discussion on cyber scams. This is going to be with many great panelists. It'll be from 6 to 7 p.m. The panelists will be Sayabon Johnson, special agent of the FBI, Detective Rich Wistocki, uh, child cybercrime expert, Kane County State's Attorney Jamie Mosser, and Kane County Sheriff Ron Hain, both friends of the show. Uh, to ask a question, you can email in advance, nelsonchris at co.kane.il.us. Nelson Chris at co.kane.il.us. Now, here's why this is important. And I'm going to let this take me. It's 8.53. I'm going to see if this takes me all the way out because it just might. Here's why this is important. Um, you guys know and understand that there are a million ways for people to get scammed and they've only increased. One of the unfortunate, unfortunate um things that has happened because of this pandemic and because of people being inside, especially senior citizens and the elderly, is that crimes and scams have trebled. They really have. There are a million and three ways now for people to bilk senior citizens and people out of their money. People have been losing their finances and their livelihood because of uh, people falling victim to these different scams that are coming up. I had the pleasure of uh, being an intern and helping out to discuss these scams and educate people to them. Uh, Illinois State Treasurer Michael Frerichs has done a great number of these as well. Um, please, for those of you who have senior citizens in your family or elderly folks, make sure that they know what they're clicking in their email. Make sure that they know what they're getting into when they sign something or they order something online because a lot of these scams are introduced to people's, um, you know, their, it's not introduced in your Facebook feed, but like if you sign up for something online or on Facebook, if it has malicious content, it will follow you and produce in your email box. So if you have looked up something and it does seem to you that you still want to buy or are you ready to purchase or, hey, we saw that you got through uh, these steps on the website, would you like to continue? Take another look at it and see if it comes to your 
your primary inbox or perhaps your spam. All I'm saying is keep an eye out because a lot of people are getting bilked by these scams and it's absolutely terrible. Um, one of the bad things about the pandemic, as a lot of you guys know, is that for many people, especially senior citizens, again, and the elderly and the disabled, is that uh, because they were not able to leave their homes for so long, they became dependent on family members bringing them things or online delivery. Those are great ways to get scammed. Not by the family bringing you stuff, but by online delivery. If you have to rely on new things that you never had to rely on, some of them may be detrimental to you. Um, also, not only that, when you, uh, when you guys have a chance and you are in contact with your loved ones or with um, senior citizens, help to show them some great steps and ways to help them navigate and clear out their inboxes. Uh, if they don't have email, set them up with an email address, even if you have to administer it for them. Uh, one of the great things that we have come to talk about because of COVID, which has always needed to, uh, needed to be uh, brought to the surface and talked about, is the digital divide. The digital divide. We are in an era and a time where there are lots of members of the population who do not have email. They don't know what they're doing. They don't have an online presence. And as technology uh, has increased and as it continues to go on, everything is done online now. There are people who are unfortunately slipping through the cracks because they do not know how to access the internet. They do not know how to get information. And you know, you, you can't go into the office and fax it no more. Those days are almost all gone. So I just wanna reiterate, please, pretty please with sugar on top, if you or someone you know can benefit from extra help with online presence, online ordering, emails, setting up accounts and passwords, please help them out. They really need that help. We cannot have people consistently getting built and falling through the cracks for these scams. Um, I unfortunately was able to talk to and help out a lady who was 66 or something like that. 66 years old and she unfortunately had fell victim to a online scam that was taking like a couple of i think it was like 40 bucks every couple of days but when she found out how much was taken she was in the tune of like three thousand dollars or something like that that is an absolutely uh and she was super scared because she'd never been through anything like that in her life so again i just want to say if you or someone you know can help a senior citizen or an elderly person or a disabled person get through and navigate uh, an online presence to receive benefits but also watch out for scams please do so your help is greatly appreciated the time is 8 58 a.m. Uh, Monica did we forget anything did we I don't think so I think we covered a lot of things today I think we did too I think we did too uh, I know y'all watch the Super Bowl I know you guys watched the Super Bowl. I know you loved it. Did you watch the halftime show? It has caused a little bit of a hubbub all over the world, but you know, this is a positive show, so we're not even going to talk about all that. I'm not a sports fan. Did you watch the game? Did you watch all that? You no, know? I didn't. Oh, okay. I just saw the Facebook post. I did too. And then lurking on the comments, and I was like, wow. <laughs> lurking. <laughs> I was too. Just scroll, scroll, yeah. scroll. Um, what's your message of the day for the people before we go? I want to tell you all to um, take a moment and go outside to the downtown river and look at the ducks on the water. Look at the ducks. Yep. Look at the ducks. Yeah. That's because good... they haven't been in the water because it, it's the river's been the lakes or the river's been frozen. Right. And so I saw them this morning and it made me happy that we're one step closer to warm weather and. Going out and having enjoying those all of those downtown events that are coming up. That's right. Okay, warm weather is coming up. Stay tuned for warm weather. We really uh, we look forward to it. Yes, I do. I'd be so happy not to wear long sleeves anymore. I'd be so happy to put on some shorts. Man, I I, I can't wait. Uh, Sally By says she loved the halftime show. Pretty pleased with veggie cream cheese on top. Casildo, great halftime show. Too many Karens out there complaining about the halftime show. And Jennifer Ryan Maiden, uh, two more funerals in the family, unfortunately. Uh, still mask up, be safe, and we love you all. And that, as a matter of fact, Jennifer, is the 
overall theme of the show today. That's what it is. I guess in a nutshell, all I was trying to tell you folks today was please uh, look out for other people. Really, seriously, because we're not going to again, we're not going to build the city that we want to build unless we make sure that everybody is included. With that, I hope that you guys have a blessed day. Can't wait for warmer weather. Good morning, Aurora has many great things to show you uh, coming up the rest of this week and all year long. Stay tuned. I've been telling you forever, but you've been seeing it as well. Stay tuned. We have a lot more to show you and more great things are coming. Uh, I want to say thank you very much to Monica for all her hard work. Dan Barrero, what it is, good sir. And a special thank you to a dear friend of the show, Judge Renee Cruz. Have a great day. Take care of yourself and each other.